We talk so much sense, it just can't be described. If you love what you hear, you should like and subscribe. You can pray all night to your podcast gods, but it'll never give you better than the junk line pod. We talk so much sense, it just can't be described. If you love what you hear, you should like and subscribe. You can pray all night to your podcast gods, but it'll never give you better than the junk line pod. Ooh, Junkland Podcast, we're back, and that's that theme tune, the new theme tune, and the reason why I'm pointing it out is because we're joined in a studio by rapper of said theme tune, Mr. Jones, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, it's good to be back, it's good to be back, it's even better to hear my own uh, voice on the intro, Yeah, I'm super proud of it, I'll be honest, it's such a banger. It's absolutely <laughs> banger, well, you, it came out of nowhere. Like we were just talking about, I was like, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna do a new uh, themes uh, theme song." Like I can think of no one better. Like you up for the task? I think like t- twelve seconds later, you sent me the full thing yeah, recorded. Did, yeah. <laughs> it just came to me. Like I said, uh, I've definitely not been writing it for the last fifty episodes. You know, just waiting for the opportunity. For... Did you actually free write it? No, no, was it? no. Oh, I was no. just winding you up. No, because no. you changed. You sent me the lyrics and you changed it a little bit. Didn't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it just. It's just one thing that I thought of. I was just trying to get subscribing because obviously that's what what we say all the time. You know, you yeah, gotta yeah. subscribe. So I just thought it was just first thing what came into my head, and you know, luckily I'd like to say I'm a blessed lyrical genius, but uh, <laughs> you know that remains to be seen. Yeah. You know, and you uh, you brought me a little present as well. Yes, a copy of your first album, Long Time Coming. Yes, not the first time hearing it though. It's available on all streaming. Oh platforms. yeah, it's been out for almost a year now. But yeah, uh, yeah. and you're working on a second album now. Certainly am. When's that coming out? Uh, I'm aiming for about May. I mean, it's almost done now, but I think if I release two albums so close together, then I just, I just, I just don't think it feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to aim for about May, which will still be a year. It, yeah. Within a year, of getting two albums, but I think putting two out within six, seven months of each other is just like, you know, it's. I, it gives you time Wayne to do like of. music videos and stuff, though. Like, you're going to do any promo work? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually sending a copy of it into space. Believe it or not. Oh yeah. Yeah. So found this company. He's going to stand on a hill and like throw it up. Yeah. Going? Well, yeah. You know, work, <laughs> working on the arm. But um, now I found a company. What does the like promotional kind of space ventures? I mean, it's, what? So they just I say space ventures like they were going to send me then dinner. No. Um, yeah, they, <laughs> they're just in space. <laughs> yeah, they just take uh, take any piece of kind of whatever you want, you know, and, and and take it up there and they video it going up and they only send it up on a weather balloon sort of thing. But they film it all, send you like a time lapse and and then, yeah, they take pictures of it up in space. And Does it actually break into the, uh, out of the atmosphere? I, I don't think so. So but, it comes tumbling back down to it. But us. you can see like the curvature of the earth and, and, you know, everything kind of up there. Okay. It looks super cool. So, and the price isn't really that bad. So I thought as a bit of a marketing gimmick, yeah, I'm going to do it simply just to say my album's been in space. Or oh, near space. Yeah. But just no, tickle, it's in space. Don't, don't get technical on yourself. Yeah. Tickle the atmosphere slightly yeah, and then came back down it. and smashed to the ground. <laughs> um, well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm sorry, ruin this. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you seen those um, on uh, on Oculus? Because you're an Oculus guy. You're an Oculus guy. I'm an Oculus guy. Oculus guy right here, everybody. Yeah. Um, you're an Oculus guy. And um, there's, there's a group of people that do that with the weather balloons, but they put like a 360 yeah, like um, a- rig on there and you can sort of like look down. Yeah. Yeah, those sorts I've of done that uh, experience on the Oculus... Uh, yeah, yeah, on there as well. Which funny story? I let my dad have a go at that on Christmas Day, and he put it on, pulled the visor down like over his face, and instantly fell over. Like within straight away a split second, he just hit the deck oh, and I had no. to like catch him. It was like, is oh. he okay? Yeah, he's all right. I saw that video of your mum boxing. She started like just yeah on lad bible. throwing hands with everybody. <laughs> She's on lad bible. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Did they give you money for that? I, yeah, well, hundred quid. Well, I sent it in, and they said, "Are you filming?" It? I said, "No, my brother's filming it." They went, "Well, you'll have to send us his details because." He's the one who gets paid for holding the oh, camera. I was no. raging. But uh, yeah, apparently he's just waiting for the cash to come through, I think. I remember actually that, that small little detail. Remember the Oscars years ago when they had the, it was Ellen DeGeneres that was hosting it and she took that selfie with all the, um, yes. fa- and it yeah, was like yeah. the world's most famous selfie. And she had her hand out, but she couldn't get everybody in. And Bradley Cooper took the camera off her and he went, it's all right, I'll do it. And she looked like upset. Ah. She, like, she wanted to grab it back. And then he went, but she was also staying in character. So she let him take the photo. And then it was like it was like a world record breaking selfie, and she didn't get the credit for it because it was Bradley Cooper. Yeah, well, technically, and, yeah, yeah, because he right. was just doing a favor. He was like, "Oh, I'll just do this for you," and like, he just just lent into the camera. But technically, it's his selfie. He did it, and he he gets credited <sighs> for it. And I think she knew that, and that's why she looked like. If you watch the the footage, she looks like just 
bit pissed off that Bradley Cooper's took like, it. <laughs> the most viewed photo in history yeah. is now property of Bradley Cooper. Property of Bradley Cooper. It's his intellectual property. He's the to photographer. Fair, I like it a bit more now. It's that because I'm not a fan of Ellen DeGeneres, but nah, I am a fan I'm, I'm the of, same. Bradley, of Bradley Cooper. I think it's just all these like when you find out someone's mean, you just yeah. dumb with them, aren't you? Well, she's got some bad, some bad uh, reviews of her um, personality, shall we say? After after lockdown, aren't she? Like loads of people came out and said she's just awful. She's yeah, awful like you're not allowed to look her in the eye, or yeah. you know, or like. And she's got a. Why do celebrities become like that? I know it's weird. You can't it? look me in the eye. Like who the fuck do you think you are? I know. Someone like... said that. I'd be like, I'm in front of him. What? <laughs> yeah, just staring. Here I am, looking at you. Don't look at me. There. Don't look at me. I heard that the king of Thailand, or the queen of Thailand, whoever runs Thailand, yeah, used to be like that. You were about to look him in the eye, but I kind of get it if you're a king or queen. Well, I don't. I mean, I, I still think it's a dick move, but I don't think just anybody else. Ellen DeGeneres, like I've got a you know, really successful chat show, but you're not allowed to look at me in the eye. Like, what's going to happen? You know, it's not like you've got that power like that guy off uh, the boys where you can just burn through people's skulls with it. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? You're going to get me... Because what they'll do is just say, oh, we'll get you fired and we'll make sure you never work in this town again. <laughs> You'll never work in this town again. You'll never work. Where's that boy with my latte? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like an ongoing joke, in it? Like, you know, like in films and stuff, it's like, where's that boy with my latte? Or <laughs> yeah. Kent Brockman, like, I don't care. I don't read the news until I get my Danish. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that kind of thing. Like, yes. So obviously it exists. Like, you got like prima donna. It's like, you remember that, um, what's that American <laughs> newscaster called? He's like proper famous. And uh, he can't read the teleprompter. And he's just like losing his shit. He's like, oh, well, it's me and enough. Where to go? Nah, fuck it. I'll do it live. I'll do it live. The fucking thing sucks. Like, just, just like Ron Burgundy will read anything on the teleprompter. Yeah, you like, put it on there. Yeah. Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Did he just say, oh, he why, Ron? Why? <laughs> yeah. What did we do to you? Why, Ron? Why? <laughs> Before we, uh, we delve into the, the, the ongoings of the week, I got a compliment you mate. You're smelling great. What's going on? Were you a, what aftershave is that? Oh, well, <laughs> it is. I believe it's Givenchy. Well, I don't believe it's Givenchy. It is, is that how you say it? Givenchy. 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 It's uh, Givenchy. I think it's called Gentleman. Does it start with a G? It begins with a G. Givenchy. Yeah. Givenchy. It's, we all know, yeah, that yeah. one. Um, An expensive one. Yeah, it is a super expensive one. However, Ooh. as we previously discussed on this podcast from what were it six Ooh. seven months ago was it that long ago it was six i think it was about six months ago when i had covid and my smell and taste are yet to return so wow they're not back yeah no nothing back at all mine came back almost straight away yeah no it's torture it's torture it's absolutely i don't think it's ever going to come back <laughs> no i feel like <laughs> half a man and i should be half a man because i should just be eating all the things that i don't like i.e salads and fruits and yeah because if you've not got your sense but... of taste or smell you may as well eat carrots three yeah, meals every single day but you're still eating shit yeah, I mean, like the feel know, of bread in your mouth, just yeah. Yeah, there's nothing beats it, you know. Yeah. Just they can't take texture in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm just it's just not come back. So you tell me that I smell good. Other people tell me that I smell good, but I cannot verify these claims because Wait, it's not come back. You know, um, going talking about expensive aftershaves and expensive scents. Um, Facebook is absolutely riddled with riddled. Is that the right term? Riddled fested with uh, people selling these scents like in little vials yeah yeah you know that the, the knockoff versions you say it's exactly the same same quality but you're gonna pay 15 quid rather than 150 quid i remember once um when he's working retail uh, i was just working with this girl one night and um this guy comes in and he looks like the perfect mixture of uh, jürgen klopp liverpool football manager and christoph waltz um, <laughs> from james bond yeah, yeah. django unchained and it looks German, and sure enough, he was German. He had that, that German look, blonde hair. Yeah, you know I mean, like, like me. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks me. Yeah, look, you could be German, yeah. So he comes in and he goes, "Hi guys, I just want to talk to you today about this new product I'm selling." And he like he whips out like a then a big CD wallet. It's like yeah, you can't have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hundred CDs in. And, like he unzips it, whips it open, had all these cents in it. He's going, "You can go to the store, you can go to Boots, you can buy yourself whatever, you can pay hundred pound, two hundred pound." But I'm selling these very cheap today. And then and then he starts like going for all these cents, like whipping my wrist out and like spritzing them on my wrist and having a little smell, pulling out little pieces of card, wafting it and like putting it under my nose and. 
stuff. And he's going, you don't have to buy anything right now. Just take my card. I'll leave you to it. And, you know, you can call me whenever you like. And he leaves the shop. But as he leaves, he turns back around. He looks at me and he gives me the best one line I've ever heard in my life. He goes, now remember, guys, you both look great. You deserve to smell great. Okay. <laughs> and like walks out and I was like, shit, I want to buy that stuff. Yeah, that is a, that is, this guy is a salesman the right best here. sales technique yeah. I've ever heard that. I think. He was like, he was like typically like handsome German looking yeah, guy. Yeah. You spoke with the, yeah, you know. And I suppose there are, I hope there are no German people listening to this going, mate, that is a gross misrepresentation of the German accent. I thought it was pretty good, although it did sway considerably Dutch towards the end. Oh, towards? Oh, I said towards, 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 towards the end. Towards the end. Towards the end. Or a little, with a little bit of, um, oh, yeah. Swedish. Is that Swedish? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, it's just a European accent. Let's just yeah. go broad, yeah. uh, general European, I think. But It's, it's funny, though, because you say European accent, but no one considers our accents to be European. No, no. The older accent. Isn't it weird how like Americans think that we all speak like, oh, good day. Oh, Would oh you I like do. A, a spot of tea? tea. Yeah. Oh, I do believe it's tea time, dear. Yeah. yeah, they do. When you walk around Manchester and someone, all you hear is like, I'll fucking shank you, you dickhead. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Can't even speak English. Yeah. yeah. I, um, whenever I'm in America, like when, you, when you're in America, you always get compliments on your accent. Um, people are really intrigued, especially if you're in a place that, like, not so much like Orlando because they're used to tourism. Yeah, yeah. They're probably sick to death of our accents. But you go anywhere else where they don't have tourism. I was in Pennsylvania once and um, I think it was in some like gift shop and I bought something. It wasn't a gift shop. It was like a gadget shop, you know, like um, mod, what's it called? That man, uh, men's, Menkind. Menkind, like yeah, one yeah, of them yeah. type things. I used to love that shop. Yeah. I never buy anything, but yeah, just go, go in and have a little around. around. And um, the, the person that was serving me, I go up to the till and she goes, where are you from? And I'm like, England? <gasps> where in England are you from? Why, why are you here? And like you talk, it's just like, just, mystified as to who like who you are who is this mysterious gentleman that has wandered into my life like type thing <laughs> I had one woman say to me once ago excuse me sir but can I just say your voice sounds like a fairy tale I could listen to you talk all day long really and I'm like I sound like a fairy tale me <laughs> wow well funnily enough I do have a podcast <laughs> yeah. yeah you could listen to me all day yeah you could listen to me all day every day yeah. once a week <laughs> 57 58 episodes yeah, it's not bad. All it's, around an hour good, long. It's piece. a good run. Yeah. yeah, you could listen to me for several days yeah. if you wanted. To. Yeah, you could. Yeah, at least two anyway. Yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're the guy to talk about this with. You're a space guy. You're an well, Oculus guy and a space guy. You yeah. know a little bit about space. I know a little bit. I try to know. No a lot. one knows everything about space. No, even no. people who know everything about space don't know everything about space. That's correct. But we landed on. I say we, humans put a thing on Mars. Yeah, Perseverance rover. Perseverance rover. You uh-huh. know the name of it. You're already more qualified than me yep. to talk about this subject. Sign me up, NASA. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And I think it is massively overlooked how important it is that we have a rover. Is that the right term? Rover? Is it a, the moon rover, the moon bugger? No, it's not even the moon. It's on Mars. No, it's on Mars. Yeah, the Mars. Because they call it the moon bugger, but the moon lander. There's like the, the Mars uh, rover. There was the Mars a, There's rover. already a Mars rover on there, which was called the Mars rover. Yeah. And now there's the Mars second one. Well, there's a couple on there, but this one's the big one. Because this, this one's, one's a big one. It's like the size of, it's like the size of a big jeep in it. The car. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the the difference between this new one and what's already roaming Mars is that this one's actively looking for signs of life, and it's going to be able to dig up samples and, you know, take wow. bring samples. Well, I'd say bring them back, but they're going to be picked up. So another spaceship, I call it spaceship, is going to kind of fly back over in a couple of years, and it's going to dock with it and, and, it and bring the stuff back. So obviously, before the old Mars rover would kind of analyse the dirt and whatever it found, but there was no way to kind of verify it and test it and, you know, yeah. get physical hands-on. So hopefully in a couple of years, they'll have these these back and Martian soil will be, you know, in labs over here and analyse them. And, yeah. and that's when you can really get a grips of, you know, what's in what's you know what's in it kind of thing, you know, what's existed there in the like. Yeah, yeah, so. Because you're looking at 4 billion years of history, about 4 billion years of history. Well. At the stage of the sun. I mean, our our universe is about what seventeen? I think it's seventeen point eight billion years old. I mean, it's only the only thing that we've been kind of around for three point eight billion. Yeah. So because I know our sun's about halfway through its life, yeah, its life cycle, which is about eight billion years on average until it implodes. Will it implode or explode? Either way, you don't want to be there, mate. <laughs> no, yeah, either. Way. I mean, at that point, if humans still exist, which they, they could do, they probably won't, but they could do. Um, I think we'll be. A very, very, very long way away. But going back to these pictures, there's that um, 360 degree photograph of Mars. Yep. And just in today, like today's age, just how spoiled we are with technology and how much is happening all the time and all this new stuff. I think no one's just actually just took a moment, like just normal people like myself, no one's actually took a moment to look at that and go, 
what a fucking achievement this is. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, unless you, I think unless you're interested in it, you don't quite grasp how much, like you said, how much of an achievement it is. Yeah. You know, because it's like, Mars is, doesn't exist to most people. No. Because, you know, you can't see it. You certainly can't touch it. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of like, a, 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 like I said, unless you, you, you're into it, then it, it's it's a moot point, isn't it? I know, but I just find it like, I suppose there are more people now claiming that it's fake. Like you see flat earthers just saying, oh, it's all photoshopped. It's all fake. It's photoshopped and actors. And whenever you say to them, yeah, but here's actual proof of it existing, they go, no, that's just photoshopped. You're giving proof that's just fake. Yeah. You There's always going to be stuff like that though about anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, you've never seen a million pounds. It don't mean it doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. That kind of mantra. But yeah, I mean... You know, going going over to Mars and and exploring and anywhere to go to other planets, just like in, I think in human nature to explore. You know, everybody's like curious about anything. You know, you see something at the bottom of your garden, you think, oh, what's that? You know, you go yeah, and have yeah. a look at it. So if you've got the tools to to reach out to look up and 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 go to a different planet, you know, I I'm of the mind that you know you should definitely do that. You know, and yeah. try and find out everything because you know we're all trying to, or scientists are certainly just trying to figure out why we're here and yeah. are we alone and that kind of thing. So. You know, going to go going to different planets is, is the way to do it. Some people don't agree with space travel; do they? they think it costs too much money. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it costs more than an Uber. That's <laughs> that's for sure. But um, you know, like you said, you know, there's a lot of money dedicated in budgets, and they kind of take that into account. You know, these space faring nations like America and Russia, China, and the UK, like now. But um, yeah, I mean, I think why not? I'd much rather see us spend, you know, a, a billion pound trying to get to Mars than on sham track and trace systems and things like that you know yeah absolutely you know there's there's certain things that that, that and also this is like just it's just another step towards saving the human race in case a fucking comet comes flying towards us in 100 years or something exactly i mean that could happen any day any day you have no idea no no i mean they they talk about you know they always know when the big ones are going past you know say oh one's going to pass you can detect them and and the media makes a skin uh, uh, puts a spin on it and they'll say like uh, an asteroid the size of you know texas is going to fly within 4.7 4.7 million miles of us, you know, and it's a danger to life. It's not at all. Bear yeah. in mind, the moon is only 238,000 miles away. So if it comes in between the moon and us, then I shit my pants. But if it's millions and millions of it miles away. It's fucking scary that it could become like between. Imagine one just flew between just flew Earth up, and the moon. Past, I know, yeah, that'd You'd be see it in the it. sky. Yeah, of course you would, yeah. I mean, the odds of an asteroid hitting us are very low, but also the odds of an asteroid. Just, just say, for instance, any asteroid that's flew on any path at any given time, that path that it's been on. It's like a billion to one chance that it would follow that path. So there is a chance that it could yeah. hit Earth. And imagine the size of Texas, and it's definitely, definitely going to hit us. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you, we're knackered, mate. Fucked. I mean, there's there's actual kind of projects ongoing within governments which are to, you know, Armageddon the shit out of it. You know, in a sense where not necessarily send someone up there, but to intercept it, to try and deflect it. And they're talking about lasers which would deflect it and solar-powered um, solar kind of... I don't know how to. I don't. I'm not invented this kind of stuff. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But the, the the working on ways that on the off chance that one of these asteroids is going to hit the Earth, that they can deflect it, break it up, shoot it with a nuclear weapon, whatever. But that's a genuine kind of concern. That I'm glad they're thinking about it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's always like you see people every day go, oh, I fucking hate the government. The government are fucking shit. And then one day when an asteroid comes flying past, everyone's yeah. like, oh, God, save government, us, please, save please. us. Yeah. Save us, shit, government. Yeah, exactly. So it's, a, yeah, that's a, that's a definitely, I think that's how the world will end. If you think that, I mean, that's what they think killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, and dinosaurs. It's happened were, once. Yeah. It can happen again. Know, correct. Or an ice age. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. They say there's been more than one ice age. Yeah, yeah. And it could happen again. I mean, this is what's happened, bear in mind, to planets like Mars. You know, Mars was millions of years ago, they think was a thriving kind of prosperous country, not prosperous in a sense where, you know, people on it, but like it had flowing water, it had rivers and lakes and seas and, yeah. you know, and it had seasonal kind of variation in terms of spring, summer, that kind of thing, and it had an atmosphere. When you look at the surface of Mars and you'll see them more and more coming up with all these updates that this Perseverance rover sending back, you can see the crevices and, you know, the river banks and it's stuff which have been water. eroded. Yeah, exactly. So something has happened to that planet for it to get into the state that it's in. Yeah. Yeah. So that could have been an asteroid. It could have been anything, you know, it could have been, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I can't speculate what it could have been, but that's what they think yeah, that it's going to Yeah, it could have been, a, I mean, it's probably not likely that it was a civilization. No, no. Um, that, that's done it because there'd be evidence for that. We'll yeah, see correct. That. Yeah. I mean, how freaky would it be if, just say these, these rovers that are on there right now, 
Um, they just get forgotten about. The times come, we stop, we stop putting money into going there. A couple of million years have passed, and um, say a couple of billion years, and they have a species of creature that evolves enough to become intelligent and start digging in the ground and doing their own science. And they find this rover in the ground. Oh, I can imagine. And like, what the fuck is this? And they well, pull it out and they go, where has this come from? Yeah. Then they look up in the sky. Oh, there's a good chance it could have come from that blue planet in the sky, Earth. That's, that's now mad, the new it? Mars. That, yeah. that Earth's now the new Mars, except... That could happen. I mean, this yeah. is how it goes. You know, like you said, it's been, you know the, the, the universe has been around for billions and billions of years. And when you think about our technology and our or how long we've been a kind of, how do I put it? Yeah, like a technological species. It's only like the last 60, 70 years. You know what I mean? Aeroplanes weren't even around until like uh-huh. the 1910s. So if you think about it now, how far humanity has come in that short space of time, you know what I mean? We're talking about being an Oculus guy before. We can go to space by putting goggles on. And no one cares about it. Like it's not even amazing to people. No, that's what I mean. And, you know, 70 years ago, we were only just discovering space for uh, um, like uh, air travel. So it's just mad, you know, and if you think there's other, there could be other, you know, races around in, in other galaxies and other solar systems, which have been going for billions and billions of years and so technical, technologically advanced more than us, you know, we're still infants in the, in the grand scheme of things. Oh, you absolutely. Know? And we're going to get onto aliens, which is great. We, we're <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to get onto, we're gonna get onto that. <laughs> But I just want to just I want to make this point a bit stronger for people listening. The invention of the aeroplane and then it becoming a commercially available thing to everybody to just go on holiday happened in such a short space of time. That is crazy. And things like wars. So military is always where these where technological advancements always get funded. So they always like make a boom and they always like become successful is when there's a war. So you look at World War II, for instance, all the Nazi scientists were all, the, they were making all the discoveries. They were coming up with all the, like the U-boat, like they were coming up with all the newest shit. And when World War II ended, Operation Paperclip, they split up all these, these Nazi scientists and went, right, you work in Russia, you work in England, you work in America, you go South America, blah, blah, blah. They sent, sent them all around the world. And you reckon that all these Nazi scientists are like the guys that made all the biggest discoveries. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like Didn't the guy who made the atomic bomb was a former... Was it was he something to do with like a, the Nazi party? They, they scooped him up. I don't know what it was called. Like it might be Heisenberg or something like that. Oh, you know, mate, you a, know what? I've got, I had. I don't know what. The I've gone into all these people before, but all the all the names just escaped me. Yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> um, there's Nazi scientists that worked on cloning and stuff like that. So even like uh, cloning comes from all that. Um, you had what's it called Doctor Death. He was obsessed with twins. Oh yeah, he was only cut them open and see if the other one felt it and that kind yeah, of thing. That yeah, that kind of, yeah. It's mad that. But that like, is it's, mad. Apparently, like, he moved to Brazil. A lot of them moved to Brazil and Argentina afterwards. And um, apparently, like the population of twins like boomed like recently in like Brazil and oh, stuff. Really? Like, yeah, like there's like oh, weird. That's fishy, I, mean, isn't it? I don't know if it's like conspiracy theory shit. It's worth looking into. But um, there's like all this all this crazy shit. But technology, like look at so the Manchester Mark One. The computer that was like the size of your living room, yeah, which has the same processing power as a fucking floppy disk or some shit. And then now look at us, we have a, a we have a smartphone in our pocket that you can, you, it's just the, it's amount, mental, of, the amount of power yeah. in your pocket, and we use it to scroll Instagram. I like seen a meme the other day actually where it's like a hundred megabytes in nineteen ninety six was like like you said the size of a room or something like that. Yeah. You know, like a guy's unloading a, the computer off the back of a transit van kind of yeah. thing and now you know 100 gigabytes is on a chip the size of a grain of rice in your phone yeah you know so and like you said military get all the kind of inventions first so you can imagine what they're kind of dealing with now well what, the internet what, they're the internet as a, as yeah. a file sharing system yeah. so before they you know before it comes accessible to the general public i think they reckon that like the military and stuff particularly like the secret government stuff like the you know, the FBI's and CIA's and that kind of thing of the world, they reckon they're, they're like 10, 15 years ahead technologically than, oh, than what, what we will ever fathom. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's madness. Madness. Satellite navigation came from the military. Yeah, of course it did, yeah. Yeah. You looking for your coffee? No, no. Just... <laughs> I just had a vision that my phone weren't on silent and it wasn't. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. That's no, all right. We're not a professional outfit around here. There's usually phones going off and all sorts yeah, of shit in the yeah. background. Yeah, but um, yeah, Satnav came from the military. Um, Satnav's been a godsend as well, hasn't it? When oh you think about God. it, like... I don't even need to like commit a journey to memory now. No. See, my dad, who's like an old school lorry driver, 
you'll be saying, oh, I'm going somewhere. Like, where are you going? I'm going to Edinburgh. Go, all right, okay, well, what you want to do is, right, you want to jump on, and he'll mention all these motorways. I'm like, stop, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'll forget. The moment you stop talking, I'll forget. No, 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 it's dead easy. Listen. I'm like, no, I'm going to put my sat-nav on, and I'm not going to think about it. Like, I just yeah. want, like, I'm not going to think. Like, back in our dad's days, like, they'd be driving, and they'd be going, right, I need to take this road now, and it might get busy, so what I'll do is I'll take this slip road, and I'll rejoin the motorway, and blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't do any of this. No. If the world went dark, I'd be, be knackered. Yeah. Be I remember when I, when I first started driving, I went to Walton Towers, and I didn't have a sat-nav. Ooh. And um, me and my mates, when we were going, we printed off from the AA website, we printed off the directions. You could do it like a route planner and we printed yeah. them off and we're there with like A4 sheets of paper with the website at the top, like proper bodge job. And the guys are like, right, in 100 yards, when we get to, you know, Sean Street, to yeah. the left, kind of, I'm like, I don't know what fucking Sean Street is. And yeah. then, you know, you get to it, it's like, oh, it's there. <laughs> you know, NASCAR evasive manoeuvre into it kind of thing. It was like, I remember madness. driving to Sheffield once and like just straight away got on the wrong side of the motorway and just, just went... An hour in the wrong direction. <laughs> not, not on the wrong lane. Just like, no, no, no. Oh, just right. like, just literally, like, rather than go like uh, westbound, was like going eastbound. Like, yeah, yeah just yeah. jump on here. Like, yeah, sound right. No, this makes sense to me. It's like, it's like Sheffield yeah, it's, near Liverpool, mate. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's it. Sheffield people sound like scouts. Is what's going on. But, mate, let's talk about aliens. Oh, yeah. So, you was, so we was, we was uh, mentioning earlier, I'll turn this light on. Get some, get some mood light on the go. <laughs> right. Aliens. Aliens. I love the thought of aliens. Do you think aliens exist in the universe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound like a nutcase here, but I genuinely do. And I don't, I don't, think, it's, that, I don't think it's a crazy thing to assume they exist. I mean, no. you, you get those kind of people who are, whenever I talk about aliens, which is quite a lot, incidentally, because it's one of my uh, it's one of my things, you know, I just love. Mm. So you get, yeah, they get the ones who are like, oh, yeah, that's interesting, or the ones who go, uh-huh, where's your tinfoil at, mate? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. But it's not a conspiracy theory to believe that in an infinite, or maybe it's not an infinite amount of space, that there is more sentient life out there. Yeah. Because it mean, happened for us. I mean, let's let's think about it. For people who don't know, for life to exist on a planet, we're in what you call the Goldilocks zone right now. Yes. So we're not too far away from the sun to the point where we're freezing and we're all, there's just no chance of life. And we're not too close to the point where if something does exist, it's just instantly just burnt away and can't mm-hmm. exist. Water can sit on the surface of our planet and not just instantly evaporate into the sky or become a violent gas like um, Venus or something, right? Yep. Venus is the one that's gas, isn't it? No, um, Venus is the hottest planet. Right. Even though it's not the closest to the sun. Okay, that's, that's interesting. an interesting fact. So Mercury is closer to the sun than Venus is, but Venus is the hottest planet in our solar system, and that's because it's got an atmosphere, so the heat that goes in doesn't escape. Traps. Whereas Mercury, even though it's closer to the sun, is just there's just nothing okay. there, kind of thing. So the the atmosphere in in Venus kind of traps it in, like our ozone layer, like, like, like the um, greenhouse effect. So, yeah, yeah. So right. Venus is the hottest planet in okay. the, in, in the solar system, which is a interesting factoid there to, for everyone for all the listeners there you go for all every the day's a school go, day guys just listening just learning getting your knowledge out. i did just make it up no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so uh, so i'm talking about this goldilocks zone so for an alien planet for a planet to have a life intelligent life um it needs to be needs to have a sun similar to ours and it needs to be the right distance away yes and <clears throat> Scientists have spotted just the, the cataloging these planets all the time that exist in Cordylock zones, and to say that none of them have planet on, have life on them, intelligent enough to ad- adventure out into the cosmos. It don't even have to be intelligent life. Bear in mind, an alien could be an amoeba. Yeah, 100%. you know, could and like be a worm. Then, could be a, an thirty alien years worm. ago, we didn't know any other planets other than the ones what were in our solar system. Mm-hmm. So the eight or nine planets, if you're classing Pluto. So now we know of at least three thousand of them. And we also know that every single or almost every single star that we see in the sky has at least one planet orbit in it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Like, so it's something like ninety nine point two percent of stars that we see in the sky have a planet, at least one planet. And there are billions of stars in the sky. And there are billions. There are more stars in the sky than what there are grains of sand on this planet. Yeah, you know. So it's you know you've got to think that the much more the, the, there's more opportunities for life to be than there is not to be. That was very Shakespearean, oh, we weren't it? Yeah. Gee, and you got a book in your end as well. <laughs> I have, yeah, yeah. For that is the question. Jesus. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't mean for that. This but, is the most culture this podcast has ever been. Yeah, well, this is what you get. <laughs> you know, this is what you get with me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like you said, you only need, you know, physically, well, we're saying you need water. There could be organisms out there that don't need water. When mm-hmm. you think about it, right, is scientists have found life 
on this planet in what we would consider an unhabitable region. So like in like geysers at um what's that part called? Yellowstone. Yeah. Which are like blistering hot. They've found organisms what live in that water which would be too hot to hold life, what previously thought. They found um kind of life that lives in what's the desert called? Atacama Desert in Chile. Okay. Okay, so that's like you know, 150 degrees, nothing can survive there. There isn't life what lives there because they evolved to live there. You know, there doesn't need to be a fluffy, warm paradise kind of like uh, circumstances for which life to thrive. Well, there's the, there's the water bears as well. Have you heard of water bears? They're like, a, they're like an organism. And when you, when you get them under a microscope, they look like little... Like little chubby bears, like they look like they're known for looking cute. That's why they call them water bears. And even those can survive in the vacuum of space. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's nothing saying that all these planets and stuff have to be in this Goldilocks zone. I mean, it's just what kind of we interpret as that because we live in that Goldilocks yeah, zone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like an alien species doesn't necessarily need to have a head, arms, and legs. No. They don't necessarily need to be have tentacles like they do in the movies. They could be made of gas. Could be intelligent gas. Yeah. Just, just because it exists out of our, our realm of comprehension doesn't mean it can't yeah. be a thing. It could be so ev- evolutionary, kind of advanced much more than us. Yeah. They could, be, they could be in this room now and we would never know, you know what I mean? They could, like, have, they could, be, they could be bored to death of us. They yeah. could have been studying us for years. Because like, we assume, like, we hear like stories and you want to talk about alien abductions, people got picked up and, you know, if, if some of those are to be true, they've already found out everything that, that they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're watching us. Maybe it's AI. Maybe it's machinery. Maybe you're an alien. Maybe you're an AI I machine. hope I am. Maybe like the Turing test, which I mentioned before, is um, if you can put a computer in front of a person and convince them that they're talking to another human rather than a than a computer, then that's passing the Turing test. It first started off with like uh, chess simulators. You had to guess if you were playing against a computer or a human in a game of chess and stuff like that. And maybe AI has been with us for years and we just don't know that we're living amongst it. Maybe the family next door has just been robots this entire time. Maybe they're alien robots. I've met some people who I genuinely think are aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when they first dropped the atomic bomb, like in, in, in the movies and shit, it's always like as soon as humans get to a point of um, violent creation or they look like they might be something, they might pose a threat outside of our own planet. It's kind of like, right, these guys need to be reined in. They come down, they look at us, they go, right, they've invented the atom, uh, the atomic bomb. Um, they split the atom, they've invented atom- the atomic bomb. Um they fucking lost control and blew Chernobyl up and that nearly wiped out half the planet. Uh, they're now coming into space as soon as they get out of their own solar system. Or not solar, as soon as they get out of their own, yeah, solar system, let's say. We need to rein them in. That's when, that's when, that could the, happen. That's yeah. when annihilation starts. If you think we're, we're that's when War of the Worlds kicks off. Oh, yeah. Oh. I can't wait. I hope I'm alive to see that, by the way. But if you think now, like you said, be a good way to die, wouldn't it? Yeah. Getting blasted by an alien tripod. If an alien came down now and said, like, <laughs> put your hand up if you want to get abducted, I would go. Oh, 100% sign me up. I will go. Did it bring you back? They said it's imminent death. Not imminent death. I want to kind of at least experience a few minutes of it. Even if they said, we'll probe you to death, I'll probably take it. Probe you to death. (laughs) Take it like a man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) Probe me to death. (laughs) Just tie your ankles to the bed and probe you. Just probe me up. Yeah. And did I help you with your scientific discoveries? And there's like a guy that throws a towel on the bed and goes, scientific discoveries? That's not what this one's about. Like that one of the Simpsons where the uh, when they the Halloween one where Kronos and Kang ends up getting off of uh, Maggie's half alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Jerry Springer one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've uh, found three scenarios which you might be familiar with: backseat. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Backseat movie <laughs> yeah. theater or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or an alley behind a bar. <laughs> <laughs> these, um, these. I always go back to South Park because I think they're some of the smartest writers in the world. And um, there's an episode of South Park where. Earth has been a a, um, a reality show this entire time, and they find out that as soon as and as soon as the kids in South Park find out that they're actually on a TV show, the aliens like, oh no, they all know they're on TV, so it's not going to be good anymore. So they decide that they're just going to destroy Earth and just, like move on and do a new TV series. Oh really? I and what, on what Earth is, it's like a they've got they say to the kids to go, you don't think like Earth is is the same as how all the other planets in the universe work, do you? No, no, he says, we have a planet full of Chinese people, a planet full of deer, a planet full of zebra. What we did is we put them all together on one planet and we would just see what happens and it turns out all you want to do is fight, have wars, shoot each other and kill each other and it's just great watching and, and the rest of the universe is like, watch Earth and laugh at us because of how much... Like, it sounds about right, actually, you know. Yeah. I mean... You know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure people stopped watching Tawi when they realised it was scripted, you know. It's, it's yeah, kind of it. a similar story, yeah. it? you know, like Truman Show kind of thing. But going back to what you're saying then about searching for like life, 
like you said, we might be so early in our advancement of intelligence that we might be the pond scum to these. The pond mm. scum? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the tadpoles? Yeah, we might be the, the, the lower... Well, pond scum aren't even tadpoles yet, are they? <clears throat> I don't know. They're eggs and then they become tadpoles. But we might be the, the, the amoebas of the universal world. You know, everything else is much more yeah. advanced. And they're just looking at us like, like you said, they're not a threat yet until they can do travel at light speed and get out of their own kind of a uh, solar so system. So can get out and come back. Yeah. So they discover all these wormholes that are kicking about and you yeah. can get from one end of the universe. It's like getting them uh, seahorses. Do you, you ever see, uh, they call them seahorses, like um, um, like the little pet things. No, they're called... Um, what are they called? Oh, that's another episode of South Park, that. Is it? Yeah, the the, um, the sea, sea people, like little sea people type. What do you call them? Shit. They're like uh, weird little creatures and you put the powder in the water. Yeah, and then it happens on the Simpsons as well. Yeah, I think, and at least it gets sucked into. Them no, she like creates. She, she gets a tooth, and the rot around the tooth. Right, yeah, it becomes like, like a little town. Yes, or something, and they think she's a god, and then Bart yeah. squishes them. What are they called? I see people. I'm going to Google it. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold that thought. <laughs> but yeah, we might be that to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like they're just just um, researching us. Oh, I'm not going to bother looking for it. <laughs> doesn't doesn't make very good uh, listening just hearing me google in the background <laughs> but um they're, they're like um brine shrimp is that what it's called, called the, the actual creatures are called brine right. shrimp i think the market it is like sea horses so yes buy yeah they are they, are, they have like, t- like mermaid type people aren't they yeah, yeah and they yeah. ride sea horses i think on the on like the because the guy who invented them we didn't invent them but he found out that they could be dried and brought back to life. Oh, really? And they decided to make a tie out of it. Right. And this they, they were absolutely crazy. Yeah. So like when we when we buy a, a packet of those and put them in a you know a little dish or whatever or a glass or a tank, that could be what's happening to us. Yeah. We're, but we're the the seahorses. Yeah. In inverted commas, I'm saying whatever brine shrimp. Yeah. The only difference is, <clears throat> yeah, I suppose that's a good analogy because the pond scum one is just like. A frog starts its life as pond scum, and then it becomes a tadpole, and then yeah, it becomes yeah. an advanced tadpole. It's almost like the evolution of a species in one life, isn't it? Whereas we live and die as we are right now. Our species evolves, not the not the individual, because a frog is an individual that evolves from pond scum to a yes. full frog in one lifetime. Same with a butterfly who becomes where a, a, a caterpillar that becomes a butterfly. It evolves into something greater in its own lifetime, whereas we have to keep on giving birth and becoming better and dying that, yeah so we're like the shit version so i suppose the um that's a good point but they don't get to evolve they just die have you uh heard of bob Lazar? of course i've heard of bob Lazar. everyone i'm, I'm bob Lazar's biggest fan great bob Lazar, isn't it? yeah so you know like you were talking then like imagining on mars if someone you did... should probably explain a little bit about who bob Lazar is in case anyone's listening doesn't know who he oh is. yeah right so bob Lazar was this uh american scientist who allegedly and i'm saying allegedly i believe he did but uh he worked at a bunker called s4 which is in what we would or what most people would know as area 51 mm-hmm. so it's called s4 and he worked there uh back in the 80s i think and he worked on alien spacecraft so like disc-shaped objects which had technology which wasn't was is unforeseen on this planet mm-hmm. you know they were powered by <clears throat> elements which had yet to be discovered and you know he was asked to kind of reverse engineer it to take it apart to find out how it worked and it had like a nuclear reactor sort of thing anti-gravity propulsion system built into it which no one believed him and he went public basically because to create gravity is completely impossible right now yeah so this one it didn't create gravity but what it did was was, yeah so it kind of bent it sort of thing so you could go around it sort of thing so it took it out of the way and kind of uh, propelled you along shall we say so he came went kind of went public with his findings back in the 80s and was massively discredited as you can imagine you know because the american government do not want people like knowing if if at all it was true you know and certainly yeah, yeah. don't want it getting out there so um yeah he was kind of like discredited in the media from what he says they, they took away his qualifications from mit i think it was and and all these like kind of he said he didn't. He said he never even went to college yeah, didn't yeah and yeah. he didn't he certainly didn't work at these these companies that they said he worked at and um yeah, he says on the Joe Rogan podcast where they interviewed him, when they said, where did they get these spaceships from? And I think he said they had nine of them. And one of them they dug up, which... Oh, okay. So yeah. when you said to me before, imagine in a billion years' time someone digs up that Mars Perseverance rover, they might have the same... Can you imagine like somebody here, apparently, according to Bob Lazar, has dug up a spaceship? So... 
that freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, because we're aliens on Mars. If you live, if yeah, you, of course if you, we are. Yeah, if well, there was something if living, people that... if there was something living on Mars, they could look up and go, "Oh my God, there's an alien ship landing right now." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Oh, maybe we we're, yeah, we're the aliens. We're the aliens. We've been <sighs> aliens all along. Freaky. Maybe it's just maybe aliens aren't so much aliens, but there's other theories that we're humans from the future traveling back in time, like that Prometheus kind of vibe. We've seen that film Prometheus. The prequel to Alien. Is it a prequel to Alien? Prometheus. Yeah, of course it is. I did not know that. Yes, that's like how. And then there's um, the second one. So the sequel to Prometheus is Alien Covenant. Ah, right. Okay. I need to watch them in order then, don't I? Yes. Prometheus, I loved it though. But yeah, that's, so that's, that's so they, go to, they go to that planet, don't they? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they find that that guy who's like a super being. Yeah, yeah, with a really white pale skin. That's the one. Looks yeah. a bit like me and in the winter. The, the, the concept is that they created life on Earth. Yeah, okay. By coming to Earth, which had no life on it at oh, that what time. A film. I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Alien fans didn't like it, but I really I really enjoyed it. Idris Elba's in it as well. He is. Yeah. Did you not like sort of see the parrots like with a, that worm creature like breaks into his... Yeah, I remember that bit. Like, the issue that I've got there is that I haven't seen Alien since I was a kid. Right. Like super like a long time ago, like 20 years ago, you know, kind of thing. So I think I may, I might have just not put, put two and two together. Yeah, I think that's what it is because the Wayland Corporation is like a big thing in Alien. And Oh, and that's that old, that was the... Yeah. The guy. He's called yeah, Wayland. Yeah, he yeah, starts yeah. Like, Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you get to watch it in a new light now and you yeah. go back and watch it. My miss is going to be well yeah. happy when I tell her what it's kind of like the, <laughs> It's almost like the creation of the Xenomorphs, which is the, the alien in Alien. Yeah, yeah. Like the black okay. creature that's called a Xenomorph. And it's like how that comes about as well. It's a completely unnatural being. It's like a complete creation of. Well, you get you get to watch it and then watch Alien Covenant, and then you get to watch Alien. So Prometheus Alien. is the, the the first one. Prometheus is the first one, and then Alien Covenant, which is like a is based, still based before Alien. Some of the same characters in it, and um, yeah. Have you seen that on uh, Resident Alien? Speaking of aliens, on Sky at the moment. No, I'm not seeing it. Mm, that's uh See, I've got this theory as well, which it's not my theory. I read it. And I feel like <laughs> this is going to be sound even crazier <laughs> than before. I read online, right, that all this lockdown and coronavirus kind of conspir- is a conspiracy to cover up the fact that aliens are coming out. Or about to aliens be- are coming out, not coming out. Like, I'm coming out. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they're just coming out and just saying we're just aliens everyone's getting probed. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. getting probed. No, that they're covering up something to do with aliens. I mean, I know even I don't believe this one. It's far fetched, right? But one of the theories was that in the media nowadays aliens are kind of mentioned all the time they you know what i mean like oh i've seen one and nobody gives a shit anymore it's no like no one oh, cares i got abducted all right nice Ten one years so ago, i'd have pissed my pants at a story like that being exactly. in the but now it's it's like a daily occurrence now and these these and like tv shows like resident alien are coming out and it's all to dilute your fear yeah for when they finally say oh fyi Aliens do exist, they're on here. That actually sounds like a nice thing to do for the people. Like, the government always get accused, <laughs> like, because, like, just to die, like, go, oh, right, they're not ready for it, so we need to get them ready for it. Yeah. So then I they think make, that's what they, they make aliens approachable. Alien films like Paul, where, like, alien, you always yeah. like, hey, guys, I'm Seth Rogen, look at me, <laughs> hey, oh, nice, alien, sweet, rather than alien. And then every now and again, like, because there haven't been, like, a vicious alien film out for a while. Can no. you think of one? No. It's not since, like, Independence Day kind of thing. I mean, no. that one was, was there for. You know, if that one happened, you'd shit it, wouldn't you? Well, you know, can you imagine when they did Independence Day too, and like these guys that have been working hard to like smooth out, they're going, "What the fuck are you doing, Jeff Goldblum?" He goes, <laughs> goes well, well, I, 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 I'm making a, a, a film." It's like, "No, we're supposed to be making Aliens Night. You can't fucking ruin it." <laughs> that second one was dreadful, by the way. It was so bad. No, I didn't watch it. I saw in the trailer there was like a giant one chasing a school bus, and I was like, "No, yes, yeah. that's me out." No, the first one, I'd say, was. I was going to say believable then. Um, the first one was great. It was. It was. Yeah. A, what a film! Great what a film. film. When I was a kid, that was like what? Yeah. Like Will Smith. It was proper quotable as well, yeah. wasn't it? Like, welcome to Earth. Like <laughs> smoking a cigar. Like yeah, yeah. Smoking still the fat lady things. And yeah. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are walking through the desert like a big fat cigar yeah. in their mouth. And... So even that had some questionable plot holes when I think about it. Now he just turned up at a. Area 51 and like walked in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just want, he wanted in, shown it. He's like, have you yeah. got a pass? And he just like unraveled a blanket and there's an alien inside it. Yeah, go through. <laughs> yeah. Not let's, let get through, some, let's not let's get some men to meet him at the gate. No, and no, bring no. It and verify it. You yeah. know what I mean? He could have just been like a, a, a load of chickens stitched together. <laughs> he don't know what an alien looks like. It could have been anything. Exactly. And the, you know the bit where he gets choked and he's like, release. 
me up against yeah. it like yeah, when yeah, i was a kid yeah. i was like oh yeah, no yeah. <sighs> that was one of my favorite films i was just me as a kid i Aliens. think it's still one of my science fiction one. was just my absolute fucking was my absolute go-to oh, when i was a kid yeah. independence day what a film independence day jurassic park like that whole era of just sort of big action sci-fi movies yeah yeah and yeah. now they're just rubbish yeah, they don't make good ones like Jurassic Park. I mean, I don't know why they managed to fuck it up so bad. Like, they've got some of the best source material in the world and they fuck it up. Let's just recreate the first one, but instead of cars, we'll have big glass balls that they roll around yeah. in. And instead of the T-Rex smashing the car, it'll smash the glass ball. And we'll have two kids in it again. You know, we'll have two kids again. And we don't need a T-Rex. Get a bigger a version of a T-Rex. But there was no big version of the T-Rex. Well, just make one up. Yeah, we'll just, just out of nowhere. Up, you yeah. know, we'll just create one and that'll be like the thing. And then the woman in it says, kids today look at T-Rexes like they look at an elephant in a zoo. They're not, they're not impressed anymore. I'm like, sorry, when I, I see an elephant, I'm really impressed by yeah, the fucking exactly. elephant. Like, yeah. It's an elephant. You look at it, you go, wow. Like That's they're a... just roaming the streets like lampposts, you know, yeah, like, so just know, every, like, every 10 foot. And this is like Jurassic Park, like Jurassic Park's meant to be like, I know in the original, John Hammond says like, this isn't something that only the super rich can afford. I want it to be affordable, but you still have to like fly to Costa Rica yeah, to yeah. go there. It's just like it's not a cheap holiday. It's not like no. you just nip there around the corner. Like there's a Jurassic Park in every. I wonder how much the park tickets were there. When you consider how much they are for Disneyland, how much do you reckon park tickets were for? Jurassic you know what, mate? Park? You can actually buy a replica version of the opening day ticket of Jurassic Park, and I think they're like hundred dollars or something. No, I mean like theoretically, if it was a real place. Oh, if it was a real place, yeah. How much are we talking from Manchester? The flight's going to be a couple of grand straight off the bat. I reckon for like just you and your partner to go, you're looking at six, seven grand for a holiday. Easy. Yeah. Because you're relying on them for everything. Like it's not like you can just nip out and go somewhere. You can go downtown and just experience because it's on Isla Nublar, Jurassic Park geek. Yeah. No, no, I <laughs> so, remember it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah Costa, I used to love it. The islands around Costa Rica. So Costa Rica is like the nearest like major nation okay. to it. And then you have like Isla Nublar, Isla Sana is. um is the original island. Isla Nublar is the island from Jurassic Park 2. Is that a legit island in real life as well, is it? Uh, no, I don't think just so. Made, is it fictional? No, yeah, I think you so. You can be guaranteed there's a McDonald's on it, though. Oh, absolutely. And you can definitely buy a Coke. You could definitely eat cheap. Yeah. You could eat cheap. Double cheeseburgers all yeah. around for everybody. But the thing is, if it's like a tiny island, this like, tiny chain of islands, which they call the five deaths in the film, so there's five of them. And um, if you're the owner of Jurassic, if you're John Hammond, you can just ensure that all your guests can only spend money with you. Yeah, yeah. Monopolising it. Yeah. You have to go to Costa Rica to... Yeah, I mean, it, is a, it was a shit show. Yeah. Know, like, he, before he'd even opened it, like, there was a storm. I just, like, wrecked all the fences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it would be fine. It would yeah. be fine. One fat nerd just had all the power to, like, shut down the security vet so he can get out with, the, like, his little... Remember that Barbasol can that he had? Yeah, yeah, To put yeah. All, the, all the DNA strands <laughs> yeah. in. And he just fucking oh, crashes. Yeah. See, nobody cares. See, nobody cares. Dancing. Dancing, we got dancing here. <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, yeah, he was horrible. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do we get onto this from Aliens? I don't so, know. We've got seriously. You know, speaking of sequels, can I tell you about what I watched last night? Oh, go on. Coming to America two. Coming to America two. Yeah. So it's coming to America. Coming to America. Yeah. yeah it's a play on words. It's without, I've not seen it without any spoilers. How was it? Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was shit. It was shit. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was. if you like, if, you know, you've got to watch it if you like the first one. And I appreciated the fact that you know the the cast was the same, and and that kind of vibe. But James me, L. James L. Jones is in it. He's in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he was pretty ill as well, recording uh, like filming it. But I think they've ruined it for me. But the was first the guys one, in the barbershop still there? Yes. Right. They were about ninety. Yeah. Now what? they're about ninety plus thirty. How are so, they still alive? Those people? I don't know. But uh, yeah, they're definitely in it. And the characters are still there, but they just don't seem to have the same charm, you know, because in the 80s, the, those classic 80s comedies, they had this kind of, um, I don't know how I can put it. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll say charm, you know, about it. Like those kind of movies coming to America, Back to the Future, those, you know what I mean? Every, yeah. They had this, this kind of feel it was new. when you watched it was the them. first time you'd ever seen anything like it. I think you're right, yeah. But like now they, they brought it into like the 21st century. And it just didn't quite fit for me. Yeah. But I would still say watch it if you like the first one. Um, but for me, I thought I thought it was a bit dreadful. I think one of the biggest problems with like these sequels that they just seem to just drag out of nowhere as well is the the originals. They wrap up. There's usually a love story, and then the character gets with a girl, and you go, yeah. okay, happy. And then they have a sequel, and they go, well, we need conflict for our characters, and we need more interest. So let's just say that relationship didn't work out. Yeah. And 
there's a new love interest because we couldn't get that actress, so we'll just do something. And it's just like you kind of undermine the happy ending of the last one. Yes. Because when and you there's watch never film, any explanation about it either, is there? No. In a lot of them. You know, it's like like you said, they got the girl, they got married, and then the sequel, there's just no 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 sign of them. No, gone. You know, are they dead? Did they get divorced? You know, have they been abducted? I don't yeah. know. You know, they just, it just, yeah. I mean, little things like that. As I've got older, I've started to realise little potholes and things like that. And, and it really starts to wind me up to the point yeah. where I can't, I have to stop watching things because of it. Like The Walking Dead. I had to stop oh, watching The Walking I think, Dead. I don't know anyone who actually got all the way through to the end of The Walking Dead. I mean, I know some people who like consider it the best thing what's ever happened. Um, but I got to season two or three and there was one point in it where I think there's an old guy in it. Was he called Herschel? Do you remember? Yes, Herschel. It's like the pastor or whatever. Got his head cut off. I don't, I ain't got to that bit. But oh, thanks, sorry. Thanks for it. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I'm not carrying on with it. But there's, Shit, a, but there's a point in that, in that, in, that in, in one of there, when zombies are overrunning the farm that he used to live on. And at one point, I think he takes something like 75 shots of a shotgun without reloading. Oh, the 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 impossible shotguns. Yeah, like the impossible. and there's no recoil on it. No reload. No and reload. he's shooting zombies from like 200 yards away headshotting them every time with a shotgun with a shotgun which can hold maximum what six seven bullets something like that i don't know but that just ruined it for me and yeah. things like that have really started to bug me about films and that's where john wick old. differs from all the other films like john wick actually reloads his gun yes correct whereas like other action movies they don't have a pistol and they just shoot ungodly amounts of bullets yeah, yeah. out of them whereas with john wick part of the fun is he'll shoot like five or six bullets then he'll check the chamber he'll slide his clip out, put a new one in, and then he runs out of bullets, and then when he's got no clips left for that one, he usually, like, throws the pistol at a guy. Yeah, yeah. Does some crap, takes his gun off him, uses him as cover, bam, 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 kills another guy, and he uses, like, a pencil to stab another guy in the throat. And it's just like... I mean, John Wick's basically a superhero. Like, nobody has that amount of ability. No. Like, nobody can get attacked by 20 different guys and live to tell the tale. Yeah. So you have to accept that he's a bit of a superhero. It's incredible in how good of a shot he is in comparison to how bad of a shot all the bad guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Stormtroopers, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just like bang, bang, headshots. Like every single bullet finds its targets, yeah. but when they're shooting at him, he can like run and duck and like slide. And, and it, he's, he's got pistols, like you said, which is, he can reload pretty quick, but all the other guys have got assault rifles, which fire, you know, 400 bullets a minute. They're just spraying up. And yeah. spraying and praying yeah. and just nowhere near. In which... fact, they only ever get an accurate shot when he grabs one of their buddies, uses them of cover, yeah, and yeah. like four shots go bang, 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 right where the heart should be. And then he throws the guy down and they start missing yeah. again. It's like human shield bullet magnet in it, you know. I remember watching the first one. He's like, he goes into that bathhouse, you know, where he's after yeah. Theon Greyjoy from from uh, Game, Game of Thrones, and he's just killing absolutely everybody. And then this guy jumps out of the bath, and he's just like, he goes to kill John Wick, and he's wearing like, he's got like a towel on or some shit. He jumps out to like kill John Wick, and this guy's absolutely steaded up, and John Wick goes bang, puts one in his head. The guy falls in the water, and I'm like, wow, that guy worked out for years sort of like that just to get killed in yeah, the bath yeah, by yeah. John Wick. How weird is it that? Uh... The young Greyjoy is in that film as well. A dog's like this. His Russian accent was better than my German accent. Yeah, the European accent that he did at the beginning the of the show. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Just a, just I, I don't know why I found un, it really un, strange. Unregistered uh, European accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was strange that he was in it, actually. I don't yeah. know why. I I just never, when it, when it came on, I thought, oh shit. It's a great film. Like, it's not complicated. Like, it's just, there's nothing complex about it. And all the, it's like the writers go, right, we need a reason for this guy to kill hundreds of people and the audience needs to back him what can we do I don't know what, I love my what dog what can we do he goes well everyone loves dogs just say it's his fucking puppy right and this puppy was given to him by his dead wife and it's like a way to remember his dead wife is this, is this little cute puppy and then these guys break in and they fucking kill the puppy yeah absolutely yeah. you can kill anyone you want as long as their crime was killing a puppy that was given to you yeah. by a dead wife it makes it ten times worse they could have yeah. killed his wife and he wouldn't have been that angry no I absolutely think. yeah they could have killed his wife like law-abiding citizen those guys break in they oh, kill yeah. his wife what a film by the way they rape her and it's kind of like right I fully support everything this guy does because of that yeah just give the audience even though it's like in real life you would never support that sort of shit unless it was the puppet that's one if of my you favorite read, films if you read a well. man kills 30 people and then yeah. in, 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 the, in the like that underneath says because they killed his puppy first you'd be like okay fair enough yeah yeah, yeah. I'll let him off yeah, yeah. <laughs> slap enough. on the yeah. wrist mate they deserved everything jail he deserves a medal <laughs> Yeah, knight him. Yeah, it's the British public in a nutshell. That and it, yeah, like, it is. Yeah, we'll just ignore any crimes you did as long as like your intentions are pure. <laughs> like man beats paedophile to death, and you go, well, you know, he should be he should be given twenty quid cash, like W H Smith voucher for that, if, if anything. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what they're like. You know, like this shit isn't Batman. You don't get to just like just go and just like take people down. Yeah, but that's that's the curse of having you know movies and stuff. 
dictate how you feel. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Dictate yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because know. in a film, like, that shit doesn't, like, in, say, Jurassic World, right? Um, there's, a, there's, like, a slob, slobby security guard. Yeah. You look at the guy and straight away you think, oh, this guy deserves to die by, <laughs> by a dinosaur. And there's the gate that's, like, always keep the gate closed. We never open the gate because the dinosaur might get out. And this slobby security guy, like, walks over. He's eating, like, a donut or something. And he presses the button and the gate starts opening. And he tries to stop it from opening. And he goes, oh, no. And then he gets killed by a dinosaur about two minutes later. And you don't care because he's the slobby security guy that didn't do a good job of manning the gate and You've therefore he deserves to die whether he was underpaid and undertrained for that job oh he must have been you know because I, was... I would i would think if i was security guard at a dinosaur park i would want paying handsomely oh absolutely especially you know after I mean? hearing like... what happened to it the first time <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah oh yeah they've overrun the whole island killed everybody within the within that they came into contact with you know and i'm applying for this job and i'd be like i want a million pound a day to look after yeah. this place. You got, you know, you got it's like, like oh, this guy, this fat bastard here, you know, all he wants is a box of Krispy Kreme and six yeah. pound an hour. And he's and, like, oh, sold. Yeah. The guy that trainer got, so have you done security before? He goes, yeah, yeah, I've done security. All right, where did you, where did you work security? Um, I worked in Primark for 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Started. yeah, absolutely, yeah, no worries. Tell you what, you're on the Indominus Rex, the, the new scary dinosaur. That's like more terrifying than the T-Rex, yeah. You're in charge of keeping the gate closed. <laughs> oh, sweet, yeah. Sweet, yeah, so you, all you've got to do is sit here. Just don't well don't go on your black. phone. Don't read a magazine, just stay. Yeah, okay, yeah, no worries. First day on the job, guys, reading the magazine and the gate opens. <laughs> Like, uh, well done, dickhead. Thousands of people are getting eaten by dinosaurs now because of you. It's my first day. <laughs> There's another bit as well. There's a guy in a helicopter. So the only helicopter pilot who's ferrying people off. Where's the helicopter pilot? Oh, he's not here. So then the new owner of the park, that guy who took over John Hammond, goes, yeah, don't worry, I've had a flying lesson. Ironically, he get, yeah. He, he gets in the helicopter. Two minutes later, he's spiralling out of control and he smashes into the pterodactyl pen and they all break out and start causing havoc and killing kids and fucking grab that one woman who's like looking after the kids and she's a bit mean. Again, this is the whole what you expect of a person and like you don't care if they die. She's a bit of a meaner. She's like, she's got dark hair and a dark dress. So in film terms, that tells us that, oh, she's probably a bit bit yeah, nasty because she's yeah. got the black hair and a black dress. And then she's a bit nasty to the kids, you know, because she got told to keep them in control. And when they wander off, she says, don't wander off. So there, you know, she probably yeah, yeah. deserves to die for that. And then she gets picked up by a pterodactyl who's like flies off of her and then another one starts fighting over her. And then, then, she, then, 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 the, then the Mosasaurus jumps out yeah, of the water yeah. like the big whale dinosaur, eats them all. And it's just like, what a shit death. All she did was like tell these kids to stop misbehaving. I know, that is a hard babysitting gig, that, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I've I, I've babysat some kids when I was younger, but I never had to uh, <laughs> I never have to fend off any dinosaurs. Yeah. Can you mind two kids? Yeah, uh, just take you qualified. Um, what do you do if one of the kids wanders off? <laughs> um, I'll probably go get them back. Good, good, good. And what do you do if the two boys are fighting? I'll split them up and you know, like, keep them apart so they don't fight. Good, good, good. And what if, while you're looking after them, two pterodactyls swoop down, <laughs> grab you one arm each, fly you over the Mosasaurus war, and then as they're fighting over you, you think like, that's what's going to kill you, but all of a sudden, <laughs> a whale dinosaur. Get what do you do in that scenario? Hmm, I'm not too sure. I don't worry, you'll probably figure I've never out. come across that scenario, but I'm sure I'll adapt and overcome yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me about a time in a previous employment when something like that did happen? Yes, well, when I was working at Boots, I was, um, there were two customers and they were fighting over the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Over a bottle of Gaviscon. Over a bottle of Gaviscon. And uh, I just went over and I says, we've got more in the back. And uh, one of them was happy to wait. You're perfect for the job. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. A Mosasaurus is a walk in the back after a working in customer-facing retail. Like, just so it's like, me that. How do you become like qualified for any of those jobs? And but obviously they don't they don't tackle any of these problems because we're the audience. We just sit there and we take it. We go, yeah, right. And the Chinese guy became evil out of nowhere. Yeah, he was in like the, the first nicest one. He was guy. great. He was like, he oh, was yeah, like, yeah do you want to touch it? You know, oh, yeah. yeah. You go, oh, yeah, all the dinosaurs are female. He's, he's a bit sassy with Malcolm when he goes, how do you know they're all female? Has somebody been through the park and like lift all the dinosaur skirts? Skirts so, up, yeah. And he's like, so you're saying that a park made up entirely of females are going to um, breed? And then he does the whole, he goes, life finds a way. Yeah, the famous <laughs> like, life uh, finds a way. I'm like, all right, it was a bit, it was a bit of, you know, he, he didn't need to be that cocky with Malcolm. And then all of a sudden, the new one is just pure evil. He's running around cackling. Yeah, yeah. It's that old story, isn't it? <laughs> the old, the old the story old now. Turns evil yeah. story. You know what it is? If you, I don't know where we're going yeah. with that one then. <laughs> no, no, see, you know what it is? You know, if you work in science, you either, you either retire a hero or you become a scientist long enough to see yourself become a diabolical villain. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think if I had, like, you know, trade secrets, I would not sell them to the private sector for money. 
but it's a tough one, especially I mean, considering the low pay that Jurassic Park are clearly pay, paying their employees. Yeah, you that's know? it. Yeah, you, know, you got you got security guards just being eaten by the dinosaurs. They swore to protect. Yeah. Here's another point as well. We're gonna we're gonna end on this because we're just talking about Jurassic Park. Now. I think this is more for our benefit than <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyone else. The original Jurassic Park was so good. Like Malcolm made a point of saying, "This is ridiculous. This science is bad. Like this isn't your science. What you've done is you've took the research of other people, and you've not you've not done all the hard work yourself. You just took the research of other people, and you've you've slapped it on a box. You've slapped it on some T-shirts. And now you're just selling it, packaging it up, and selling it. Like you've not you've not learned this stuff the hard way. So eventually, it's going to get out of control. And that's exactly why it all goes wrong because they mix the DNA, they mix the DNA of the dinosaur with a species of frog that has been known to change sex in a completely male environment. So the the gen the, the the species of frog has been known to change its sex on demand and they didn't know that so then when they put it with dinosaurs because they just knew it worked they didn't do all the research themselves the dinosaurs themselves in a completely male environment can change the sex because they because they mixed it with <clears throat> this species of you'd frog have thought DNA. if you was going to the lens to create dinosaurs from scratch that you'd do as much research into it as you could yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. All right, so you're going to write one more, one more, one more, then we're, going to, then we're going to end the podcast. In Jurassic World, there's a fight between the T-Rex and the Indominus Rex. Right. There's a big fight, right? It's a T-Rex versus the Indominus Rex having a fight. The kids are in the middle, they're running around, they're screaming. The Velociraptor comes in blue, like a hero comes running in slow yeah, motion. Yeah. He teams up with the T-Rex and starts fighting the Indominus Rex. It's, it's a fucking animal, you know, it's just 50-50 chance. He's, you look, oh yeah, I'm going to fight that one instead of that one because in this scenario, the T-Rex is the good guy and I'm a, I'm a velociraptor and I have morals and I want to fight the bad guy. So he starts fighting that. And then I think the Indominus Rex gets the best of him and then it gets back up on its knees. The T-Rex is on its back looking up and Blue's been smashed through a building and the Indominus Rex gets up and then all of a sudden the big whale dinosaur from the water jumps on land, boom, drags it into the water. Yeah. And I'm like... What if I'd have been a guest? Yeah, what stopped it from doing it when there was a million people stood at the yeah. side of it? People buying hot dogs, because oh. it even says at the beginning that Mosasaurus is known to roll up onto land, grab its prey and drag it into the water. Yeah. And it's like, what if its prey would have been, oh, there's 30 well, That's like a hunting there. tactic, what orcas do, I think. Yeah, like, you do, yeah, they grab seals <laughs> yeah. and drag them in. It's like, if it was that easy for it to do that, like, why didn't it do that before? Like, yeah. No wonder Jurassic Park fails at all. If you just ignore <laughs> key security plots, like you can't just let fat people who are unhealthy, like not like it's fat, but you can't just let slobby security guards man the gates the of the most dangerous, yeah, yeah. Of the most dangerous dinosaur that ever existed. And you can't let the Mosasaurus live near the shore because it will do exactly what it's bred to do. You said it yourself at the start of the film, and then you feed it great white sharks instead. I think it's not going <laughs> to attack people on land. It's shocking, really. It's shocking. I'm going to make a note. I'm going to write to Steven Spielberg. The films, the the whole film franchise has been disgraced by us today. No, it's been disgraced by themselves. <laughs> we no, yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah, but I've only just noticed it. It's like when we talked about Ross and Friends being a dreadful human being until you realise and look into it. Ross is a bad guy. You don't realise it. Are we going down that route now? Right. Let's see. How long have we got? Right. We got we got five minutes on this. Okay. Ross from Friends was a prick. He was the like, he's my favorite character, but he's the worst guy, <clears throat> right? Mona, who he has. Well, let's start with Rachel, right? Yeah. The whole he was on a break. Was she what the whole thing, right? He yeah. was he was a bad guy for that. He was. If you're on a break, you don't go out and have sex with another woman in in a bar, just like just. just and he like was that. obscenely jealous whenever she got a new job near uh, Mark. Near the, Mark, Mark guy. Yeah. Like yeah. couldn't handle it. Like stalked her to death. Yeah. Turning up where she was. Tried to sabotage a job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, it was a girl called Mona who we met at a wedding, started dating her. She wanted to progress things. How about you give me the key to your apartment? That's a good first step, which, you know, it's, it's, it's a good compromise. Yeah, yeah. He says, yeah, gives her a key and then gets his locks changed yeah. dick straight move. away. Yeah, dick Proper move. Dick and move. she stays with him after that. Stops his son from playing with Barbie dolls. Yeah, says you need to play with more manly toys. Yeah, like super, action man. Super strange. So shamed his child for wanting to play with a yeah. barber. Um, he Said someone else's name at the altar during a wedding. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty big one. I can't imagine many people getting away with that no. one. Engaged in sexual relations with a student. One of his own students. Yeah, <sighs> whose dad was Bruce Willis. Yeah, which 
Yeah, bad news. And when the dad says, I don't want you seeing him anymore, because if you do, I'm going to get him fired. A perfectly reasonable response from a caring father. The pervert teacher wants to have sex with my daughter, so I'm going to get him fired. He could have done it at any point, but he says no. But yeah, Bruce Willis is made out to be the bad guy. Yeah. And Bruce Willis takes Rachel on a date, which is, you know, both two single adults, takes her on a date to his cabin. Turns out Ross is there for a weekend of sex with his daughter. <laughs> you know, I never even thought of on that bit as well, on that episode. Ross blackmails him. He does. Because he, he sees him embarrassing himself. Because he sees him dancing, he? calls himself like a love machine. And yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. And he says, Ross, <laughs> I, I do am a love machine. Yeah. He blackmails it. He emotionally blackmails him. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, if you, if you grass on me, I'm going to grass on you. Oh, and then that's it. Ross was the worst. He was so bad. And also the big one at the end, you said um, Rachel was going to leave for a dream job. She's going to yeah. go to Paris. She's going to take Emma with her. They're going to have an amazing time and just be the... <clears throat> work in the fashion capital of the world Ross just there and then decides actually no I really love Rachel I don't want to go stops her from going yeah emotional blackmail and with his kid as well he had the the son Ben but as soon as Emma the second child with Rachel comes along you never see Ben no Ben disappears yeah he's like where's he gone you know Mm. father of the year Ross Geller aka the most horrible bastard in New York City he is though isn't he he is he's horrible And, and honestly he also has anger problems. Yeah. Oh, serious anger problems, yeah, especially serious. when it comes to uh, sandwiches. Yeah. He lied to his parents about smoking weed and blamed Chandler. Yeah, he did. There's so <laughs> many things. Ross was horrible. And it takes you to watch these people. If you're watching Friends, like everybody watches Friends every day because it's never off the screen. It takes people pointing these points out to you for you to realise how much yeah. of a bell end Ross Geller was. Ross Geller. Fight the power. Hate him. <laughs> and on that note ladies and gentlemen we come to the end of the podcast what a, what a strange episode it was a good one though I enjoyed it um, thanks for coming on and we'll get you on again um, next week maybe a week wonderful after. yeah we'll I look forward soon. to we'll it thank again. you you're one of our, uh, our regulars now <clears throat> member of the team I'd say because I wrote the theme tune you wrote the theme, theme tune. tune you got all the soundproofing for the uh, the home studio I did. and uh, it's now your third episode in yeah happy yeah. to be here happy to come back whenever Hope the listeners uh, enjoy it. That's all. No, they don't. That... They, they talk no. about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't get that dick on again. <laughs> and right. Steve Tune's shocking. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got nothing but complaints about that. I'll change it. Nah, joking. <laughs> Carl, Mr. Jones, thank you very much. Thank it's you been very a much. pleasure. And until the next one, peace. peace.